Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. Hello, good evening and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by AMS Media. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. We are coming to you live on this Friday evening as we look ahead to this weekend's North London derby. Now, I've got to apologise, first of all, to those of you who joined us on a stream just a few minutes ago. We had a technical issue and the the, the stream just went. Um, But we're back um, and this one... Uh, should be fine. Uh, So fingers crossed we don't have any more uh, technical issues moving forward. Right. Um, Let's look ahead to this weekend's North London derby. The biggest game in our calendar, no doubt about it. Um, It is, aside from the Tottenham Arsenal rivalry, I would actually go as far as saying it's probably the best derby in the Premier League in terms of the two teams being uh, close in terms of their quality in the last few years. Um, The teams, you know, you know, we're all close together. The proximity is not very far, close proximity, I should say. Um, so we all mix with people that are associated with that lot. They all mix with us. Um, and it's just one of those derbies that just means the world to everyone. And I know every fan says that about their own derby. But the North London derby is a really, really special one because, as I said, the teams have been so close in terms of their quality. Um, the rivalry is real. We have to face these people pretty much every day. Um, I come across them every day. I've got some of them in my missus's family, not mine. Uh, let's get that right. Um, and I have to deal with them on a regular basis. And, and it makes the derby, doesn't it, that it means that much more. And I think that with this one, what we're going to get is we're going to get a very, very interesting affair. Now, of course, Jose Mourinho hasn't taken charge of a North London derby yet. Neither has Mikel Arteta. And the pair have never actually come head to head as managers. Yes, Mikel Arteta has been part of Pep Guardiola's staff uh, when he's gone head to head with Jose Mourinho. And I'm sure he will know enough about uh, about Mourinho and the way he plays and the style and uh, and the way he is as a character. But this will be a really interesting affair tactically because we're going to see them go head to head for the first time. And when I look at Mikel Arteta, he strikes me as somebody who isn't phased by anybody. I don't think he's scared. I don't think he's worried about going up against someone like Mourinho, who's clearly going to try and get under his skin, who's clearly going to try and influence the officials in the build up to the game. We've already seen him having a moan about decisions recently. I'm not saying that the calls were correct and that he doesn't have a point at all, but make no mistake about it. Jose Mourinho knows exactly what he's doing. He's made a career out of doing this, out of getting under people's skin, out of putting pressure on officials, out of putting pressure on people um, to get his own way and to create the environment in which his team are most likely to succeed. I was thinking about how Arsenal will probably line up for this one and how Arsenal will probably approach this one. And no matter what I think, I can't come away from the fact that we've been really, really improved in recent weeks. And I don't expect Mikel Arteta to divert from what has been successful. And why would he? Why should he? Um, The back three is obviously something that's working for us. Gives us that little bit of stability when we're defending, but having the wing backs also gives us that additional width. And then in turn, that additional width creates the gaps in those half spaces, which means a Bamiang or whether it's Saka or Pepe on the other side 
can drift in and get closer to whoever plays as the centre forward. Now, of course, we're going to be without Eddie and Ketia, which is a massive, massive blow. Um, because I actually think that he would have started this game. I genuinely believe that. I think that Eddie and Ketia has given Mikel Arteta's side a work rate that we haven't really seen from an Arsenal centre forward in a long, long time. Um, it's obviously something that Mikel Arteta demands, hence why Eddie's got so much game time. I thought, in fairness to him, Alexander Lacazette put in an excellent shift against Leicester City the other night. That shouldn't go unnoticed and he shouldn't not be praised for that. You know, he he definitely did what was asked of him. He missed a couple of chances as well, which just prevented him putting a real gloss on the performance. But in general, I thought he had a really, really good game and he deserves praise for that. He's going to have to play on uh, on the weekend because I can't see... Mikel Arteta moving Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang out of that position, just slightly left of the centre-forward. Um, just my view. It's just a prediction. It's not um, something I know. It's just something I'm guessing. But yeah, so I mean, in terms of how Arsenal are going to line up, I can't see them diverting away from what's been working in recent weeks. They're starting to build confidence. The confidence comes not just in the manager, though. It comes in the system. You, your belief in what that system brings will grow the more you use it and the more it is successful. And so I could probably say this with a certain degree of, of you know, confidence that if Mikel Arteta was to bring those players into the change room ahead of the North London derby and say, I'm abandoning what we've done and we're going with this, there'd be a few eyebrows raised and rightly so because Arsenal have been on a good run of form. We've gone and picked up points at difficult places Leicester City was our first game where we had an opportunity to really test ourselves against a, a better level of opposition and measure where we were. And we've done it and we competed for the most part. Unfortunate in the end that we didn't see it out, in my opinion. Um, I thought we created the better chances. I thought we did drop off slightly in the second half, but I think that was partly by design in the sense of we were being a little bit more cautious um and you know that in turn doesn't it allows the opposition to get more on the ball and start dictating play and then it's very difficult to switch that back tired legs played a part for me midweek as well um and you know again we're gonna have to use the squad on sunday and and the five substitutions thing for me i, I don't really like it i think it disrupts the flow of games too much because you, you know, I know people say that you can still only make them in three spells, in three stages. So only stops the game three times. But in terms of the continuity of the performances, in terms of how the game flows, I think changing players doesn't help that. Um, but it has helped in scenarios where players have been, let's, let's be honest, blowing out of their asses because it's been really, really difficult for people to come back after the coronavirus and to come back into game situations, competitive situations. Mikel Arteta, for me, has had some criticism, actually, for the way he has managed games in the past. Um, you know, he, people have asked questions about his substitutions. They've not been sure that they entirely make sense. But I would actually say that against Wolverhampton Wanderers, he managed it flawlessly. Um, against Leicester, I'd probably argue that he maybe waited a little bit, bit too long to make those changes and we suffered a little bit too much. As a result, maybe it's just my opinion, though. Um, but I think that's going to be key on, on Sunday. I'm expecting the game to be played with a real intensity and 
as fans going into a game like this, we want to see that from our players. We want to see that from our team. I think if we're comparing the, the con kind of current states of the two sides at the moment, it's impossible not to feel like Arsenal are in better shape than Spurs at the minute. Um, you know, we've picked up some really positive results. They've been, they've got over the line a couple of times in recent weeks, but they've not really inspired anyone. They've not produced anywhere near the type of football that they're capable of. But having said that, they're a team that we've got to be extremely wary of because when you look around their team and you look at the likes of Harry Kane and Hume-Min Son and even Lucas Moura and Steven Bergvine, these are really, really dangerous players that on their day can have a real impact on the game. And Arsenal need to be cautious and be aware of that, but they also need to be bold, brave and understanding that we've got just as much talent in those forward areas. And they'll be just as scared of us as we are of what they can do to us at that end of the pitch. So I want to see Arsenal go there and be bold and brave, but I don't want to see Arsenal go there and be stupid and naive. There's a very, very you know, difficult balance to find in between those two things. And we've never really found that balance. I think with Mikel Arteta, though, we've seen signs that we may just be heading in that right direction. I thought in the first half against Leicester in particular, we were creating opportunities. We were bold. We were brave. We were pay playing that Arsenal football, if you like. But also we were cautious and also... Um, you know, we were aware of, of what they could do to us on the transition. And Mikel Arteta has mentioned that word a lot since he's come into this club, the transition. We get caught on the transition. We've got to be better on the transition. It's massive in modern day football. There are teams who will come and sit back and not even attempt to attack you until certain opportunities arise. And if you give them those opportunities and you leave yourself exposed, that can be a problem. Tottenham, in my opinion, are not going to be the Tottenham that we faced in recent seasons. And that's not because of the form that they're in. It's because of the man that's sitting in the dugout. It's because of that. I don't even know how to describe him. It's probably not PG, what I would say to describe him. But we know that Tottenham are going to be more cautious. We know that Tottenham are going to be a little bit more streetwise under him. Um, you know, Maurizio Pochettino, as, as wonderful of a coach as he was, and I can say that now that he's gone, um, he wasn't as streetwise as Jose Mourinho. You wouldn't back him to mastermind a top-class defensive performance the way you would Jose Mourinho. And he also never had the bloody luck of Jose Mourinho as well. And, you know, like I said earlier in the show, he is someone that will put people under pressure, that will put referees under pressure, that will put officials under pressure, that will try and get under everybody's skin. And Arsenal have to just block that out. And what I love about Mikel Arteta is he's a no-nonsense kind of character and he doesn't give a shit about the likes of Jose Mourinho and their antics and their bullshit and he's very stern and I like that because he's already given off the signs that even when he comes up against the top managers who are 10 times more experienced who have a cabinet full of medals he will not be phased by that he believes in what he's doing he believes in in what he's trying to do at this football club and he will stick by that and he will work his way through it and he will, I believe, get Arsenal maybe not to the top of the Premier League because that would require the kind of investment that I don't think we've got or the kind of infrastructure even that I don't think we've got. But he will bring Arsenal back to somewhere closer to where they belong. That I am certain of. I really am. I've really got a lot of faith in this guy. I really, really do back him.
But Sunday's game, as I said, is going to be intriguing because them not having their fans there obviously is a, a is a help to us. Um, but it's then becomes more of a game of chess, in my opinion. You know, when you play in a derby and you've got a packed stadium of fans on the edge of their seats, almost at times frothing at the mouth because they're so passionate and so wound up and so frustrated by decisions or impressed by what they've seen. You know, those emotions are not necessarily going to be there. And therefore, it becomes more about keeping your concentration, being tactically astute, making sure that, you know, you play the game as the game. I'm not saying that you don't play the game in a derby, but you can get sucked into things in a derby. You can get sucked into instant, uh, you know, situations. You can get sucked into making bad challenges. You can get sucked into pushing and shoving. You can get sucked into feeling under pressure and, and playing a wrong pass. You can get sucked into snatching at an opportunity because of the pressure all around you. And that pressure cooker atmosphere isn't going to be there on Sunday. And I actually think that that suits Arsenal because there are a number of players within this Arsenal side who have become almost things to poke fun at from the Arsenal fans. And if they make a mistake, how are they going to deal with it in a packed stadium? Add to that, we're away and the abuse that they're going to get. There's none of that this weekend. It's all about the football. And when you look at the football that the two teams have been playing in recent weeks, as an Arsenal fan, you cannot help but feel we are in slightly better shape than them. Not sitting here saying that we're going to go to Spurs and we're going to blow them off the park. We're going to batter them. We're going to come away with all three points for sure. I can't say that. No one can say that. As I said right at the top of the show, what makes this one of the best derbies, probably the best derby in the UK at the minute, is that the teams are so evenly matched. But yeah, you can argue Spurs have been better in recent seasons, but in terms of the gap between the two, it's not as big as the gap between Liverpool and Everton. It's not as big as the gap between Manchester City and Manchester United. You know, it's not as big as the gap of... as. You know, some of the other clubs that, that are involved in derbies in the Premier League, etc., etc. So that enhances the occasion, doesn't it? And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to give you guys my starting lineup, why, and then my prediction. Um, and I want to hear from you guys in the comments as well. So if you've got any questions, stick them in there now and I'll get around to them in a few minutes time. Um, leave me your starting lineups. Leave me your predictions as well. And we'll come to those before we wrap up uh, this evening's live stream. So. In goal, for me, it's going to be Emi Martinez. There's not really much to debate there. Um, I think he's been really, really solid since he's come into the team. Um, he's shown a lot of confidence. Um, he's someone too who's been waiting an awful long time to get his opportunity in the Arsenal goal. He's got it at the moment. And so far, he's been taking it. So immense credit goes to uh, Emi Martinez for that. So, of course, he's the goalkeeper. I would stick with the same central defensive trio at the moment. I don't think you should change something that is working. And that means Mustafi plays. That means that David Lewis plays. And it means that Sarah Kalasinac plays. Now, funnily enough, actually, last season when we went to Spurs and we ended up with a draw and we should have won it at the end, we missed the penalty, etc. Mustafi was penalised for a foul on Harry Kane. I am getting that right. That was last season, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. And 
He was crucified by some of our fans. The problem is, though, it wasn't even a bloody penalty because Harry Kane was offside. And, and it's that kind of thing that I was talking about earlier on, where we point fingers at people and we just look for every excuse to have a go. And I wasn't outraged at Mustafi that day because I actually thought at right back on the on the day, he'd done a really, really good job, a really solid job. I was pissed off at the officials for getting that wrong. And sometimes as Arsenal fans, we maybe misplace our anger and forget that we're a club and we're all together and we and we are one. And let's look at what's going on outside of the club and why that has happened. And then on that instance, God ran Mustafi. Yeah, he does go into the back of Harry Kane, but it shouldn't have been a it shouldn't have been allowed. We shouldn't have been allowed, sorry, to get to that point because he was offside. So that's my defensive trio. God ran Mustafi. David Lewis, who I think is crucial in terms of Arsenal progressing the ball out of the defence. We, When we play with a back three, naturally, you have a lot of possession in that area because you've got three players there. Very few teams will press you that high up the pitch all of the time. And therefore, it's about then being able to make that progression into the midfield. And I think David Lewis is important there because not only can he make that short progression, he's also capable of pinging a pass out to whether it's Tierney on the left or, or Bellerin on the right or whatever. So... That's really, really important. And that's why he's in the team, I believe. Um, Ser Kalasinac alongside him actually has pleasantly surprised me in that left centre-back role. When I first saw him there, I just I had my, my head in my hands and I was like, Mikel, what are you doing? But he's, he's done a fairly decent job. He's a physical presence, which helps um, when you're playing as a centre-back. He's obviously left-footed, which again helps. I think that had Pablo Marie been fit, he'd probably be that that man. He's not fit. And it's interesting, actually, that Mikel Arteta feels like Kalasinac can do a better job there than Rob Holding, which kind of suggests to me that it is about the foot that he kicks with. It is about him being left-footed, and that is why he's there. Left wing back, I'd go with Kieran Tierney. Just get, he's getting better and better. Um, you know, he's hopefully getting somewhere closer to the peak fitness condition that we want to see him at. Um, and, you know, I've been really, really impressed by what I've seen of Kieran Tierney. And we read all these stories, don't we, as well, um, about him ruffling feathers in training when he first arrived at Arsenal, you know, with him shopping in Tesco's and walking around with his bag for life and stuff. And that just makes the fans warm to the guy even more. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, he would be my, my left wing back. I actually thought Hector Bellerin did OK for the most part against Leicester. I still got frustrated with him when he's getting into those positions high up the pitch, but he's not quite making use of the ball and he's not picking out the key passes. And he picked out a couple, to be fair to him, against Leicester. But you just feel like that end product is missing with Hector Bellerin. Given the way his fitness has been, I'd maybe go with Cedric on Sunday just because Bellerin played the other night and I'm not sure if he can handle two games in such a short space of time. And I think Mikel Arteta has recognised that and that's why you've seen him on and off. Um, and I think you'll probably see that with a few positions. Centre-forward being another one, obviously that's out of our hands now because uh, Eddie Nketiah is not available. But I think had he been available, you would have seen the rotation there as well. There are certain roles in this Arsenal team that are extremely physically demanding. And I think that Mikel Arteta is trying his best to rotate where he can but obviously not lose on quality and not lose on, on impact. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Cedric there. Middle of the park for me, it picks itself just because they've been 
very, very good, in my opinion, in recent times, and that is Granit Xhaka. And Danny Ceballos, who performed in flashes previously, but since Mikel Arteta's come in, since he's put him in the side and given him a chance, we're seeing a tenacity. We're seeing a, an ability to carry the ball. We're seeing a vision to pick out that Bukayo Saka pass the other night that led to the goal. We're seeing Danny Ceballos for what he really is. And that is a, I'm not going to say a co totally complete midfielder because there aren't probably any of those anymore. But we're seeing a far more complete player than we had seen previously. And the noises coming out of the club suggest that maybe, just maybe, um, he'll be at the Emirates Stadium next season. And if he carries on the way he's been playing in recent weeks, then I'd be totally fine with that. Um, on the left, I go with a Bamiang. Or the left of the front three, I should say. On the right, I'm tempted to throw Nicolas Pepe in there. I am, because I'm, I, 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 like many others, am really interested to see how he will fare in this system. I know we've seen him in the system, but I want to see him more in this system in terms of where he's got that extra light, bit of license to get closer to the centre forward and drift inside onto that left foot of his. So I would be tempted to throw Nicolas Pepe back in, but I just feel like it would be so harsh on Bukayo Saka. Plus, Nicolas Pepe had a, obviously had a few days off, became a dad, hasn't played since returning. He was on the bench the other night, but he hasn't played. It's another tricky one. It's another difficult one uh, and one that I wouldn't want to have to make. But if I'm going to do it, if I'm going to give you my prediction, I've got, I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'm going to go with Saka just, just um, over Pepe. And then Alexander Lacazette will play as the centre forward for me. So that is what I would do for this weekend's North London derby. Um, of course, there are loads of side notes to that. Will Ginduzi be back in the squad? Will Mesut Ozil recover from his sore back? Um, you know, no, I'm joking when I do that because, you know, I am one of the people that gets pissed off when everybody decides to try and make a, a whole story up. If it's his back, it's his back. We know it's a problem he's had for a while. It's not that unbelievable. Um, but anyway, that's another story for another day. Um so, yeah, in, in terms of a prediction, I'm actually going to be bold and I'm actually going to say I'm going to go for a narrow Arsenal victory. I think we're on the up. I think that Mikel Arteta has got some real team spirit flowing through this side at the moment. We're seeing battling qualities. We're seeing fighting qualities. We're still not there yet. We're still a work in progress. There's still a long, long way to go before we're the Arsenal that we want to see. But we're on the up. And for me... Not necessarily Tottenham, because I think they've still got a lot of talented players. But Jose Mourinho is on the decline. And I would love it. I would love it. I sound like Kevin Keegan now. I would love it if Mikel Arteta in their first sort of head-to-head -head comes out on top and really gets one over on someone who's vastly more experienced and obviously going to be uh, right up for getting under his skin and playing the mind games and the dirty tactics and all the things that come with Jose Mourinho. I just love it if Mikel Arteta got off to a wonderful start against him. It'll be great. Let's have a quick look at some of your comments before we wrap it up because uh, I've got a dash. I'm uh, off out tonight, actually, um, out to a restaurant for the first time since the lockdown stuff. And, you know, COVID has, has uh, opened our eyes to a lot of things and made us appreciate the simple things in life. It really, really has. And I'm one of the fortunate ones that has my health and I can do that and I can go out and enjoy it. Obviously, I'll be being careful, but 
you know, just knowing that things are heading towards the normal direction again, it's just great. Um, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. And uh, plus, it's my last chance to, uh, well, no, it's not my last chance, but it's a chance to get a few drinks down me and, and put the North London Derby out of my mind for a bit because it gives me anxiety. It makes me nervous, makes me feel sick to the stomach. I'll probably feel like this until it's over. And then if we lose, I'll feel even worse. Um, but it is what it is. Right, let's have a look at some of your comments. Uh, Avic says, come on, you gunners. Uh, Omar says, I am confident ahead of this one. Uh, Brad Richardson asks, is it time to promote Balogun? That was when I was talking about the centre-forward situation. I've got to be honest with you, mate. I don't know anything about this player other than a few clips I've seen. I'm really not in a position to say that he is ready. Um, you know, I know we read a lot, um, you know, about sort of where he's at and about the possibility of losing him and stuff. But I, I honestly cannot answer that, my friend, because I don't know. I, I genuinely don't. I'd be lying if I sat here and said anything else. Um, let's see what we've got here. Uh, big hello to Zod Sinclair. Um, Paratosh says, given that Mikel is pragmatic, when it comes to away games and the way Jose plays, will it eventually be a drab draw? There's a good chance it could be that. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that. There is a really, really good chance that it could be that. Um, he also asks, actually, going a little bit further down in the comments, is it easier for Arsenal going into the game as underdogs? Yeah, it probably is. Probably is, because if Arsenal go to, to Spurs and defend well, keep things tight and don't get beat, it will be classed as a positive result. If Spurs do that, the, the rhetoric will continue about Mourinho being boring, about Mourinho's tactics being drab and being dull and it's Jose Borinho and all of that. So, yeah, I think we, we do have a slight advantage in that sense. Um, Archie says we're going to embarrass them as long as the ref doesn't hurt us. Of course, officials have played a huge part in dictating the results of games lately, which is really, really disappointing. And Jose Mourinho, it, it, you know, he's been playing the games already about that. He did have a point in fairness, uh, about the Bournemouth game. But he certainly made his point known. And, um, yeah, I'm sure that referees are going to be thinking twice at the weekend before giving anything overly controversial against his side. Uh, Arsenal 04 says 2-1 to Spurs. Come on, mate. <laughs> be positive. <laughs> uh, Archie says 5-1 to the Arsenal. Um, Omar says 2-1 uh, to the Arsenal. What else have we got here? Um, Harry Spasticated will score. Oh, Harry Kane, that means, yeah. Uh, sorry, mate. Took me a second to get that. Harry Spasticated will score and Arsenal going to win 3-1. Um, what else have we got here? Um, duh, duh, duh. Sebi says, nice shirt, mate. Thank you very much. Don't really know what else to say. Cheers. <laughs> um, and uh, NC says, who would you play up front? I think given the, the Eddie's thing, it's got to be Lacazette um, for me. And I thought he'd had a really, really good game. So he, he deserves he deserves to continue. Um, Arsenal 4 says, love the channel. Thank you so much, mate, for your continued support. Uh, Lung Burkamp, not sure. What, he's probably laughing at my, my shirt. Um, <laughs> 
Bavia, this is going to be the last question. I'll take this one. Should Torreira get a start? No, not for me at the moment, mate. Just because he hasn't started the game yet. It's probably a little bit rusty. This is not the game to be throwing him in, in my opinion. And I just think that what we're doing at the moment is working. Uh, can he play a part later on in the game? I think absolutely. And he probably will have to because I expect Arsenal to be worn out um, at the weekend. But yeah, that brings me to the end um, of this North London Derby preview. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. And fingers crossed, after the game, we'll be talking uh, about some positives and we'll be buzzing after a North London Derby victory. Until then, take care and come on, you Gunners.